0: Morning. The title of my message is The Battle of Life. The Battle of Life. Amen. The Akans have, uh, I, don't know, I don't I don't think it's a proverb, maybe it's an adage, that they say, and then somebody translated into English, according to the literal translation, say, Life is war. <laughs> Amen. And you know, truly, we are faced with so many battles, so many challenges in life. And um, a battle, you can say, is a fight. It, normally, it's used for, as a military term, okay? Like fight between two forces. And um, when we bring it down to our everyday life, it's, it could be like an argument between two forces, two people, or simply, simply put, a struggle. A fight, amen, against a situation that comes up or a situation that exists. So it's a struggle. Life is a struggle. From the moment you are born, if you see a baby being born, the first thing you say, the baby is struggling for air, you know, taking its first breath. And that's even a struggle. They come out and their milk is not yet in and they are crying. You no, know, from the minute you come into this world, you are faced with different things. But praise be to God that you and I are survivors. I can't hear you. I can't hear you. Amen. Praise the Lord. There are different types of battles that we face in life. We have spiritual battles. We have physical battles. Emotional battles. I'm going to go through all these. I'm praying hard that I be very short this morning. We have also battles um, to do with our finances. All right, so let me go back. Let me start again. You see, when we talk about physical battles, we're talking about the kind of battles that are like wars. All right, the scripture theme for our fast is taken from 1 Samuel chapter 17, the verse 45. And it talks about the battle between David and Goliath. But I want to read the verse 1 to 3. The Bible said, Now the Philistines gathered together their armies to battle. And were gathered together in Shokoh, which belonged to Judah, and pitched between Shokoh and Azekah in Ephesus, Damin. and Saul and his men of Israel were gathered together and pitched by the valley of Elah, and set the battle in array against the Philistines. And the Philistines also stood on a mountain on the other side, and Israel stood on a mountain on the other side, and there was a valley between them. That means that they were set to fight. Israel on one side, the Philistines on one side, ready to fight, to battle, and whoever would win the battle would be declared the conqueror, would take over the other person's land. So this is a picture of a physical battle. Then we have emotional battles, the battles that go on daily within our minds. Every day from the minute you wake up, you are fighting a mental battle, whether to do this or to do that sometimes you struggle with emotions the things that you are going through the different feelings and sometimes it can be so distressing that's why a lot of people go through you know panic attacks anxiety depression because emotionally there's something at work within them and it's within the same um sphere of emotional battles that we struggle also with sin because every day temptations are coming up and you want to do this and you know it's not right to do it. And you're, what should I do? Should I not do it? Sometimes you can wage an emotional battle for weeks. Being tempted to do something you shouldn't do. Sometimes you, you, you have a feeling you know, to do something you know will not help you. But it's a battle within. And that is an emotional battle. The Apostle Paul you know, aptly describes how he, he, he felt. He says in Romans chapter 7 the 18 to 25. He says, For I know that in me, that is my flesh, dwelleth no good thing. He said, Within his flesh, there's no good thing in him. For to will is present with me. But how to perform that which is good, I find not. He says that he knows that in his flesh there's no good thing because he knows what is right. But how to find the strength to do what is right, he cannot find it. And do do I have a witness of somebody feeling like that except myself? All right. Okay. He said, For the good that I would do, do I do not, but the evil that I would do not I do. Now, if I do that which I would not do, it is no more that I that do it, but sin that dwelleth in me. So you can see a man struggling with sin. So for, for I find then a law that when I would do good, evil is present with me. For I delight in the law of God after the inward man, that is within him. He delights to do the will of God, the law of God. But I see another law. In my members, warring against the law of my mind and bringing me into captivity to the law of sin, which is in my members. So, within his flesh, within his members, he he has different feelings, different things he wants to do, which he knows by the law of God that is in his mind is wrong. But then, so there's a battle, there's a struggle to do that which is right and to do that which he so badly wants to do. Amen. And this is a daily struggle with almost everyone. I believe all of us. Amen. Amen. So he says, oh, wretched man that I am, who shall deliver me from the body of this death? Because the wages of sin is death. Amen. And when we give in to the dictates of our flesh and to sin, eventually it it amounts to death. All right. So he says, I thank God through Jesus Christ, our Lord, so that with a mind, myself serve the law of God but with the flesh, the law of sin. So you see, there's a battle going on in this man's mind and his heart, but he thanks God for the power of the Christ, amen, who gives us victory in every battle of life. Hallelujah. (laughs) Say, thank God for Jesus. Tell somebody thank God for Jesus. We also have spiritual battles, which the apostle Paul himself also clearly spells out. He says that, for we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in heavenly or in high places. That's Ephesians 6, 12. He says that our fight, our battles of life are not against human entities. Amen. So not only do we have physical battles like the fight that was arrayed between the Philistines and Israel, and sometimes that is arrayed between you and your wife or you and your husband, because there are sometimes there's a battle arrayed in your house. You're one mountain, your wife is also on one mountain. It could be your friend, you're on one mountain. I wanna talk about mountain, it's highly a highly exalted position. Everybody believes they are right. Nobody's backing down. Have you ever been there? Yes. Or oh, why are you looking at me like that? Yes. So the spiritual battle is different from the physical battles, amen. But nevertheless, they exist. Amen. He says that the battles that we have, our warfare is not just in the physical, but also in the spiritual. And the powers that we fight against are principality. Principals, that govern territories. Powers, rulers of the darkness of this world. Not dark as in night, but in the evil that exists in the world. How many of you know there's so much evil in the world? Yeah, there is. And he says, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. So we see that we are also in a spiritual battle. Amen. We also face other battles, like financial battles, all kinds of battles that go on. But in all these, in whatever battle you may find yourself in, I want you to know and understand a few things. Okay? The first thing I want you to understand is that Jesus has already won the battles of life for you. If only you are born again, Jesus has won the battles of life for you. And as I said in the beginning, you, you, you are fighting this battle from a winner's position. Amen. From a point of victory. Praise the Lord. So you, you have been declared. Anyway, so Jesus has already won the battle for us. Amen. The battle over sin, the battle over death the battle over your emotional, you know, being, the things that will happen, anything that will happen in your life that amounts to a battle or a struggle, Jesus has already taken care of it. Amen. Hallelujah. <laughs> Amen. Sometimes I wonder what would my life be if it hadn't for Christ. I don't know whether you ever do that. Do you ever take stock? If it hadn't for Christ in your life, can you imagine the things you could get up to? Dangerous. You know, but it is the Holy Spirit, <laughs> the Spirit of Christ that holds you back. Amen. And, and he's called the restrainer. The Holy Spirit is a restrainer. He restrains us from giving into our carnal nature. Amen. Jesus has already won the battle for you. If only you are born again. So you are fighting from a winner's position. That is, you, you are just to maintain your position of victory. Victory has been won for you, but you need to maintain the victory. Amen. And that is why we have our soldiers on the border, borders of nations. Because the thing is that Ghana belongs to Ghana. But then you might find somebody wanting to come and take a portion. Even if they take a, a, a mile, they've taken something. A few days ago, last week, I was talking to um, Flight Lieutenant Benone, who's having his wedding on Saturday. And he's just come back from Peacekeeping Mission. So I asked him, Flight Lieutenant, so what is this about? And where did you go? He said he went to, he said, Northern Sudan, yeah? And it, it, there's a problem between Morocco and Northern Sudan. Because Northern Sudan don't have themselves together you know, as a country, and there's so, so many factions, and you know in, in the country so morocco has decided that we will annex some part of your land that taking over so he says that if you look at the map where there should be a drawn line between morocco and Northern sudan there is just say, dot 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 when i said you know just dots that's what i mean just dots so there's no definite line that means that the moroccans have decided that this land we are taking it by force by fire by violence that is a battle Can you imagine, you know, but then if you maintain your position of victory, it will be very difficult for the enemy to come and access that which belongs to you. Are you understanding me? And so we are fighting from a winner's perspective, but then we ought to stand and maintain our position of victory that has been won for us by Christ. Praise the Lord. Amen. God bless you. God bless you. Secondly, you must understand that the battle belongs to the Lord. Amen. And that he takes over your battles. It doesn't matter what area there there is a battle in. Whether it's emotional, you know, whether it's physical, spiritual, whatever it is. He takes over your battles. And you are not alone in your struggle. The reason why a lot of people give up is because you think you are alone in your struggle. Number one, understand whatever you are going through, somebody has been through. And somebody may be going through. Somebody may even be going through it in a worse kind of type. But yet, they survived. They made it. And so if somebody made it, I don't see why you can't make it. I don't see why we can't make it. Amen. Because, you see, Christ in you is a hope of glory. Once you have his spirit in you, that's the spirit of the overcomer. Amen. And he is with you and in you and will work his purpose through your life if only you let him. The issue that means that we don't let him. We want to fight our own battle. When you fight your own battles, you will lose. Because definitely you will come up with a force that is greater than you are. You know, I once heard a story. It's very funny. I like funny stories. A man's wife was very, very lippy. You know, the type that would always say things to the husband insult and everything. And she went out one day and in her usual manner met this heavy, mus- muscled guy. And in a little confrontation, <laughs> she insulted him. Hey! He slapped her. bam! She said, hey, you slapped him. I'm going to call my husband. And then when she was leaving, he also added an insult. That, that wasn't this. She went to her husband I said, honey, see this man. He slapped me and he said that um, something, something, um, I, I look like an articulator. So the man said, ah! He said that to you, he slapped you, my wife. He said, Yeah, let's go. Today you see, when they got a, a funny man, this thing happened in Takradi, my hometown. In Fiokuma, to be precise. He said, Hey, I don't know what me in the house now. I don't know who slapped my wife. The man said, In your mara." He said, Yes, it is I. He said, Bring my woman, body If you man, slap a kid. The man took out his hand, bam, gave the woman another one." You slap my wife, slap her again. If you are a man, you will see. As well, it's the second slap, you see, he slapped her again. Bam. Then he said, "And are you the one who said my wife looks like an articulator?" He said, "In your mirror." So front uh, it's an articulator tie. Huh? <laughs> he said, "Front tie." He said, my wife looks like an articulator tie. He said, yes, I said it. He said, "Front tie or back tie?" <laughs> the man said. He thought to them, front tie. They say, You are very lucky. If you have said back tie, like today, you see. He just wanted his wife beaten up. <laughs> Listen, don't try and fight certain battles, if all battles by yourself, you will not win. You know, you may win in some battles, you can meet some heavy force, and you cannot win. Amen. The battle belongs to the Lord. You need to learn to hand your battles into the hands of the Lord for him to fight your battles for you. His name is El Gibor, the strongest of the strong ones. He will fight your battles for you. There's no need to fear. There's no need to worry. All you have to do is to surrender the battle into his hands. Tell your neighbor you're not alone in your struggle. Or say like you mean it. Amen. That's what the Bible says, that God is our refuge. A very present help in time of trouble. Anytime there's any struggle, any battle, God is ever present in it with you. But when you say, God, let me, let me handle this. Or you say, God, you, you sit down, God, I got this. He will let you go. And surely, like the woman of the back tie and the front tie, you You, 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 see. <laughs> you see. So, beloved, as long as we are in the flesh, we will be faced with battles, different kinds of battles. They are part of life. And this one, you need to understand it. That life is full of battles, and you will face battles in life. See, the people who can't handle battles are people who think that they shouldn't go through any battle. So when anything negative or adverse happens in their life, it's like, why? Why? And I don't understand. What don't you understand? It's life. It is life. It is life. So whatever happens in your life, whatever battles you are fighting, know that it is part of life. So long as you are alive, so long as you are in the flesh, you will wage warfare. I hear a man went to his pastor and said, Pastor, I have so many problems, so many battles. I, I, I don't know what to, I don't want to have any battles. The pastor said, really? No battle at all? I said, no. No trouble at all? I said, no. They said that you have to die. Oh, pastor, I don't want to They said, yes. So long as you are in this world, Jesus said that in this world, you will have tribulation. But be of good cheer because I have overcome the world. Is somebody here this morning, give the Lord a mighty clap offering. Understand that life will not always be on an even plane or an even keel. No. Life is full of ups and downs. You see, and when you understand that, you have a mental stability. If you don't understand that, you'll be unstable. You'll be destabilized this week on winning battles he says from the verse 6 he said although affliction cometh not forth from the dust neither does trouble spring forth from the ground yet man is born unto trouble as surely as sparks of fire fly upward when it's lighted this is because you use um, stove you don't understand but when you light a coal pot and then the sparks are going like that goes upward doesn't go down and he said that is how troubles are surely they are guaranteed to go up. He said, but I will seek unto God. And unto God will I commit my cause. He said, as for the struggles, as for the battles, the troubles, they, they will come. For sure, they will come. Somebody said that you don't have to go and look for trouble. Trouble will find you. Somebody said, I, I don't want trouble. I know you don't want trouble, but trouble will set you out. Trouble will find you. Amen. Trouble will come to you. So that what do you do? I'll say, prepare for battles. And that's the title of my message this morning. Winning the battle of life. You must be prepared for battle. Amen. You must be prepared daily in your life for battle. Amen. Somebody said, but is that not lack of faith? No, it's not lack of faith. It's wisdom. Amen. You must understand that life is full of challenges and you must be prepared to face the challenges and to overcome it. In the book of Joshua, chapter four, from the verse nine, I, I will not read the whole um, script, but it just happened that when they had crossed over the Jordan, and the priests went over, went into the um, Jordan, and the Jordan parted as they carried the ark. Bible says that the people passed over, okay, and among them were forty thousand people prepared for war. Among the people that passed through the Jordan, when it was parted, were 40,000 people who were prepared for war. That's Joshua chapter four, 9 to 13. He said there were 40,000 men prepared for war among the people that crossed the Jordan. Can you imagine a whole company of people going to a promised land, and they had 40,000 people prepared, trained, prepared for war. There was no war in sight, but they were prepared. Why? Because they knew that they were on a journey of conquest. When God said to them in Egypt that I'm taking you to a land that is flowing with milk and honey in Exodus chapter 3, he said also that it is the land of the Hittites, the Jebusites, all the Kites. He said it wasn't an uninhabited land, but it was a land that had inhabitants. The land is full of milk and honey. It's a goodly land, a land from which you can dig gold and brass and iron. Beautiful. But then it is the land of the Canaanites, the Hittites, the Amorites, the Perizzites, and the Jebusites. What are we going to do with the people on the land? God says, I've given you the land. But there are people on the land. And you're supposed to go and inhabit the land. They were supposed to go and conquer the people of the land and take the land. Because God has promised them the land. And I believe that's still the battle that is on. You understand? Because you can't come to my house and say, God has promised me your house. So, vamos. It will be a war. But that was the case. And in life, it's the same thing. We have the promises of God, we have things that we want, we have things that we desire. But hey, there's warfare surrounding many things, there's warfare, real life warfare. You want a promotion in the office, there are more than 10 people who want the same seats. So there's a warfare. Hey, and if you want a husband, there Jayo or a wife. <laughs> One day, my son Emmanuel at home. He said, Hey, he was talking about some guy. He said, Hey, ma, that guy, if your girlfriend meets him, you are dead. Because his mouth, he can y'all become. Really, uh, how do you call it? Rap. Yeah. It's a warfare. Whatever you want, it's a warfare. Can you imagine? (laughs) There's a song they sing. I don't want to sing it here, but it's very funny. You know it. (laughs) It's a battle. It's a battle. Life is a battle. (laughs) Even going to a bar to eat sometimes. Maybe you want a particular portion Of the chicken or the something. If you don't go early. By the time you go, it's finished. It's it's a battle. Because you're not the only one who wants what you want. Somebody also wants it. So these people going to the promised land were prepared for war. 40,000 people prepared for war. And that tells me that we must also always be prepared for the battles of life. Because if you are unprepared, when the battle comes on, you are sure to to lose. Be prepared for the battles of life. Amen. You must be prepared for the battles of life. Every promotion comes with its own battle. Every increase comes with its own battle. You do know that sometimes even becoming suddenly rich, not that sometimes, it it is... a known fact, I studied it in school, that becoming suddenly rich can be adverse to your life because you did not know how to handle it. In the same way, becoming very poor, suddenly poor too, can be adverse to your life. Sudden situations you know, put you in a place of trauma. You get traumatized. You understand? So life in every shape or form can pose a battle. Amen. And the first thing I want to talk about is Mentally mental preparation is so important how we think how you think your thought pattern because bible says as a man thinketh in his heart so he is what, what is your take on issues how do you think you need to think about how you think because you see some of us we think negatively all the time some of us are also too presumptuous all the time somebody oh it'll be okay to be okay but you haven't done anything about it how will it be okay you understand? So we, we need to be prepared mentally. Your thinking will determine whether you win a battle or you lose a battle. In the book of Numbers chapter 13, God had through Moses sent men to go and spy out the same promised land. He didn't say go and judge whether you can take over the land. He said go and see the beautiful land that I'm taking you to. It's like somebody taking, uh, you know, his fancy to a Jewish shop and say, come and see the beautiful diamond rings. And she goes and no, he didn't say choose. He said come and see. He's not going to work and get the money. He's like, Let's go and have a look and see which ones you like. We'll come back later and buy it. And then these people said these 12 spies, and they were you no know, tough men of war. Leaders of tribes. They were not the least in the tribes. They were leaders. They were sent to spy out the land. And 10 of them came with what the Bible calls an evil report. They said, that, no, 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 no. The land is good. There's the fruit in the land is wonderful it's a goodly land truly as the lord has said flow with milk and honey but we saw the anakims there the sons of anak giants we saw them there they were they were the inhabitants of the land giants we saw them and said that we are not able to possess the land to take the land because we saw the giants there and what they said which really homes into how we think is that they said, we were, when we saw them, we were in our own sight as grasshoppers. And so were we in their sight. So it wasn't that the people saw them as grasshoppers first. They saw themselves as grasshoppers. When they looked at the size of the giants, they looked at the breadth of their shoulders and how, you know, majestic they looked and how fierce. They said, no, no, no. When I compare myself to this man, I'm a grasshopper. And so the people also saw them as grasshoppers. What you think about yourself, how you think about yourself, will determine what people also think about you. Because, you see, how you think about yourself is how you act. Whether you think positively or negatively, that's the same thing that is going to affect your behavior. Hello? So you you must keep your mind in the, the, the word of God, and according to the understanding that you have through the word, and, and a lot of people also get defeated in their mind even before the battle begins. I can't. And that's what happened to them. They said, we cannot. But hey, the same God promised you and said that the land is flowing with milk and honey. You went there, truly, the land is flowing with milk and honey. That should tell you that whatever else he said or added to it will be the same. If he said it's flowing milk and honey, and you went, and that's checked. Then he said that I've given it to you. You must also understand that no matter what you see on the land, he has given it to you. And that was the stand of Joshua and Caleb. That was their stand. They said, listen, if God has said he will give it to us, so let us go and possess it. If the Lord be pleased with us, he will give us a land. He promised it. Amen. And so you must take care of your thinking. Somebody said that, I heard that it's not the size of the dog in the fight. It's the size of the fight in the dog. Okay, so you can meet a little tiny chihuahua, and they can yap. They they, they are very. You know, they can even frighten you. You may meet a huge doberman who is very laid back and chilled. But you can meet a little dog who can bite your, your ankles. So it's not the size of the dog, go. Oh. Is the fight in the dog. And I want to tell you today, it's not about the size of the battle. It's about what is within your mind. How you are thinking. Amen. Praise the Lord. You must have an understanding about whatever battle you are in. Amen. And seek the wisdom of God as to how to apply yourself to that battle and to win it. Having a mind that you will win this battle. You, you can't go into a battle already defeated that oh this one I can't but I'm going to try it and see how it works out that's when people tell me that uh, when I say oh how are you ah, we are seeing what the Lord will, will do I want to tell them that stop seeing he will do nothing for you but of course I can't say that apostle can't say that to you but anytime you tell me we we'll see what God will do know that I'm saying that in my mind okay Yes, because you you can't say we will see what he will do. That means you are already in doubt. You are not standing in faith. You are not believing God. You must not say I'm going to see I'm seeing what he will do. You must know what God will do. And and stand fast in your faith in what God will do. Amen. your, Your mindset in life should not be according to your own thinking. Because you see, our thinking and our way of thinking is very deceptive. But we must think according to the wisdom of God. And God gives you wisdom as you seek his help, as you seek him as to how to win the battle. I don't know what battle you are in today. I don't know what battles will come up in the next month or two, but be be prepared for battle. Tell somebody be prepared for battle. Emotionally, you must also be prepared emotionally. See, emotionally is how you feel. Don't be ruled by your emotions. Our emotions too are very deceptive. One minute you are happy, the next minute you are sad. One minute you are high up, the next minute you are low down. And so your emotional state is not how you win battles. You You can win a battle, you know, with fear and terror all around you. But if emotionally you have decided that or you have felt that, no, I will make it. And you hold the strength of your spirit. You go in and you come out victorious. Everybody may be fearful and everybody may be distressed. Joshua and Caleb, that's how it was. The men said, No, we can't. We can't possess this land. And truly, God said that because they have said that they can, He said that they have a different spirit in them. And they are the only two who went to the promise that prom- the rest died. Amen. In the wilderness. So, your emotional state is also very important. Amen. That doesn't mean you can't be emotional in life. But when it comes to winning battles or fighting a battle, don't let your emotions rule. Amen. Many people have, have destroyed good things because of an emotional moment. When I talk about emotional, I'm not talking about the crying emotional moment. I'm talking about something else, whatever it is. But many people have lost the battle. And that's what the Bible says that He that has no rule over his spirit is like a city that is broken down and without walls. Can you imagine a city that is broken down? The walls are also not existent, and the city is broken down. There's nothing to it. Amen. Anything can enter into that city. And so if you don't keep rule over your spirit, over your emotions, anything can enter. Any dog can enter. Any goat, anything can enter and destroy. Amen. But we we must be emotionally stable according to the fruit of the spirit. That Paul talks about in Galatians chapter 5. Okay, from the verse 22 to 24. He says, by the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith. Meekness. I love that word, meekness. It's not weakness. You are strong. You have the, the horsepower of a Lamborghini Countach. As Pastor Francis said day, but you are driving like a tico. Not because you don't have the ability to. Zoom past, as he said, but you are just, you no, know, tempered. Your emotions must not rule you. You must rule your emotions. Otherwise, you will lose in every battle in life. Your emotions must rule you. And, you know, in the little things and in the big things, even in, in, in shopping, you go out to the shopping list. Here it is. This is my list. But when you get there, oh, that's so cute. I'm talking to my sisters. That's so pretty. Oh, this one will look nice with that shoe I have. Oh. You didn't go out to buy that. Emotions. You buy it. Over here, um, it's even better. But if you're a brother, you have a credit card, swipe, 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 swipe. Not, not, not understanding that there's a price to pay for free. So, in the little things in your life, as well as in the big things in your life, your, your emotions should not rule you. You must have rule over your emotion. Say so temperance, against such there's no law. Meekness, temperance. Temperance is self-control. And that is what I really want to get to. We must be self control If you are not self control you will lose in every battle. And in any battle. Because sometimes you are provoked to do certain things. Or you are tempted to do certain things. Or you are enticed to do certain things. But if you don't have rule over your spirit, if you don't have self-control, you will do it and they say, oh oh But it's done. God may forgive you, but the scars will remain. Praise the Lord. So we must have emotional stability in order to win the battles of life. You need to have control over your emotions no matter what. And that's why I keep on telling you that even if you're afraid, do it being afraid. Even if you're afraid and you're going to a battle, go into the battle you know, even if you're afraid, go with faith. You know, because the thing is that if you live your life in fear, if you live your life on an emotional roller coaster, as most of us do, you'll you never get anywhere. Because one minute you're up, the next minute you're down. One minute you can say, "I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I'm more than a conqueror. I'm victorious." Heya kaboshe tekebere ataya and all that. Then the next minute, something else. Let us have control over our emotion, emotions in order to win the battles of life. Amen. The Bible says the fearful and the unbelieving will not enter into the kingdom of God. And, you know, truly, um, I think it's Gideon. Gideon was going to a battle against the Midianites, and the Lord said he should gather an army. He gathered so many people. But God said, no, no, these people are too much... To win the battle with. Because if we win the battle with all these people, they will say it is their strength that won them the victory. So he said, announce that anybody who's afraid we're going to battle, but anybody who's afraid, let them go home. And as soon as he said that, 20, I think 20 and 2,000 ran away back home. <laughs> and then he said, okay, there are still too many. Take them to the water and then let them drink. And some lapped with their tongue like dogs. And he said, those who lapped with their tongue like dogs, I think 300 of them, they will go to battle. Why? Because they didn't use their hands because their hands were ready on their weapons. So they wouldn't let go of their weapons. They lapped the water as dogs. You see, you must go into every battle of life with some kind of faith. You must face life with faith, understanding the reality on the ground, but at the same time, mounting up faith. And I also heard this in my spirit that mind who you take, to your, take with you into your battles. Because he, can you imagine? He was going with all these thousands of people, not knowing that 22,000 were afraid. And with them, he would lose a battle. Who is your friend? Who is your confidant? What do they tell you? What is their counsel? What do they advise you on? You can lose a battle just because of somebody's counsel, somebody's advice. But the greatest counselor I know is Jesus Christ and his word. Let the word of God counsel you. Amen. Mind who you take on your battles with you. What you do or what you will do. Or what you will not do also determines whether you will win in the battles of life. Life's decisions. Amen. What you do must be faith-based. Amen. Especially when it's to do with spiritual battles. It must be faith-based. Putting your trust and your confidence in the word. Faith-based. Believing God, you will win every battle of life. Jesus sent his disciples two by two to go heal the sick Cast out devils. He didn't give them anything. In fact, he said they shouldn't take anything with them. He didn't give them any sword, nothing. He said, go heal the sick, preach the gospel, cast out devils. How can you go and say you're going to cast out devils that you don't see? How do you do that? But they went. Why? Because they believed. They believed in the word of Christ. Amen. They had faith. Amen. So there was a spiritual connect. And when they went, surely they had success. So they came back and gave the report to Jesus. Ah, Lord, even the devils were subject to us in your name. We saw demons being cast out. People were healed. People were delivered. And Jesus laughed and said, listen, I beheld Satan fall like lightning from heaven thousands of years ago. And behold, I give you power to trample upon serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. And nothing shall by enemies hurt you. They went to the battle In faith. Amen. Just by the words that Jesus spoke to them, go and heal the sick, preach the gospel, cast out devils, and they went. What was the guarantee that the devils would not jump on them and beat them up like they did the sons of Sceva? But because they had this confidence, because they had faith in, in the words of Christ, they went and truly the devils were subject to them in the name of the Lord. And indeed, nothing hurt them. Beloved, in the battles of life, have faith in God. Amen. Just have faith in God. And have faith in his word. And do according to his word and according to his will. It is within his will and trusting in his word and his will that you will have emotional stability. You have mental stability. See, because sometimes your mind can play tricks on you. But when you put it to the word of God, and I realize that anyone that God God called to perform any feat, the first thing he would always say to them is, fear not. Fear not. Why? Because he knew that if they kept the emotion of fear, they would never be able to do that which he sent them to do. Amen. He would say, fear not. And when they took that and they put away fear, they were able to achieve everything that God sent them to achieve. It didn't matter the multitude against them. Jeremiah had almost everybody against him. But he was confident in the God who has called him. Beloved, we will face battles in this year. Amen. But already God has said to us that this is our year of liberty. So we hold on to that word. Amen. We will look unto him for wisdom in every battle. Not go according to our mind. Because your mind, the mind is unfruitful. Amen. Your mind is filled with the things that you see, the things that you hear, what is on the news and all that. Like this coronavirus. People are already getting panicky. People are panicking. But don't need to panic. Just obey the rules. That's it. Amen. Whatever it is in life, the one who has conquered life and death, he is the one that we must put our trust in. In closing, I want to talk to you about or just mention a battle that happened even in heaven. Revelations 12, 7 to 11. Bible says, and there was war in heaven. Michael and his angels fought against the dragon. And the dragon also fought with his angels. But the Bible said, but they prevailed not. Amen. Neither was their place found no more in heaven. And the great dragon was cast out. The old serpent called the devil and Satan. He has all his names listed there. Who deceived the whole world. He was cast onto the earth and his angels were cast out with him. And and I heard a loud voice saying, in heaven now is come salvation and strength and the kingdom of God and the power of his Christ. For the accuser of our brethren is cast down, which accused them before our God day and night. And they overcame him by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony. And they loved not their lives even unto the death. So the, the enemy, Satan, is cast down onto the earth amen with an agenda a mission to destroy to kill amen but he says that we who are the brethren whom he accused day and night before God he said because of the power of the Christ we have overcome him amen and there's no way the enemy will beat you in any battle not on any score unless you surrender your will to these things I'm talking about Amen. But if you keep your heart and your mind in faith in God and in God's word. Beloved, there's no battle that you will lose. You will not lose in the battles of life. You will not lose. Amen. The enemy cannot destroy that which God has given you. you. You are a winner. Amen. You have conquered. Through Christ, you have conquered already. Whatever situation has mounted up before you. Listen, you are more than able to overcome it. Tell yourself, I am more than able to overcome it. They can come in series, but that you are more than able to overcome it. There is a way out of it. God has already made the way out. All you have to do is to ask him, Lord, what is the way out of this situation? It's simple. Like when you lose your car keys, whenever I lose anything that belongs to me, could be anything, and I'm searching, I can't find it. I say, Holy Spirit, show me, where did I put this thing? And often, most often, the next thought of the place that comes to my mind when I go there is there most often he knows everything he knows all things I don't know what you see as too difficult in your life this morning I don't know what will come in the year 2020 but one thing I know is that he who has called us he is faithful amen and he's the lord of my battle he's the lord of your battle Amen. And he has won the battle and conquered it for you. And you are a victor. You are on the winning side. Hallelujah. Oh, somebody give the Lord a mighty, mighty clap offering. Amen. You are coming out victorious. It doesn't matter whether you are coming out victorious. Whether it's a court case, whatever it's an issue. Whatever, it, you are coming out victorious. Amen. God will not allow you to be put to shame. And even where they have put you to shame, there will be double honor of restoration. Amen. You know, sometimes people can do things and put shame upon you. Don't worry about it. There's a season and a time coming where double honor shall be placed upon you. And the same place that you were put to shame, in that same place, you shall be honored. Amen. If only you continue to put your confidence and trust in God and not do as your mind, your will, your emotions tell you to do. May the Lord bless us. May the Lord preserve our lives. May the Lord help us in the year 2020. Amen. Thank you for listening to today's Word. Connect with us on our website, www.tlgm.org. Get interactive with Apostle on all social media platforms at Apostle Leanne Coffey.